Ethel Barrymore, Girl Actress by Shirley Petkin Newman Illustrated by Al Fiorentino Chapter 6 The Capital Lionel flipped through the picture postcards he had collected in all the different cities on the tour. This one, with the White House on it, is the last card I'll get to buy, he said sadly. Tomorrow we go home. Ethel sighed. I'll be glad to see Mum and Baby John, she said. We've had a lot of fun. All the theaters and all the plays have been so exciting. I'll never forget them. I liked the boat ride on the lake in Chicago. I wish I could see the lion in the zoo in New York again, too. Urf. Lionel got down on his knees and let out a mighty roar. No wonder your name's Lion, L. Ethel laughed. She moved to the window of their hotel room. Washington's the prettiest city of all, she said. The buildings are so white and important looking. Let's go see if Mama and Papa will take us for another walk. She ran to the door of her parents' room and knocked. Mrs. Barrymore opened the door. Come in, but try to be quiet, Mama whispered. Papa's studying his part. The children tiptoed into their parents' room and sat down on the bed. Papa was waving his arms in the air and speaking. See how she leans her cheek upon her hand. That's from Romeo and Juliet, Ethel thought. It's always so beautiful and so sad. She'd seen it so many times, she knew some of it by heart. Oh, that I wore a glove upon that hand, she whispered along with her father. He smiled, lifted her up, and tossed her high in the air. So you know a daughter. Good. You've a fine memory. You know it too, Papa. Why do you have to practice it so much? An actor can always forget a word or two, Mr. Barrymore explained. On the stage? Ethel gasped. That would be awful. What would you do? Look at the prompter. He'd remind me. Wouldn't the people in the audience see? Lionel asked, plopping down on the floor. No, the prompter's booth is in the orchestra pit, right beneath the stage. All the audience can see is the back of the booth. They don't know what it's used for. That's good. Lionel pulled some paper from his pocket and started to draw a train. Where are Ethel and I going to sit tonight? Papa's eyes twinkled. I have a surprise for you. Since this is your last night on tour, I've reserved seats in the front row. Goody! Ethel exclaimed delightedly. You must be quiet there, Mama warned. You don't want to disturb the actors. That evening, Ethel and Lionel waited in their parents' dressing room until almost time for the play to begin. Sitting at Mama's dressing table, Ethel gazed at herself in the mirror. I think I'll wear my hair like you do when I grow up, Mama, she said, pushing her bangs off her forehead. Mama smiled better wait till you're grown up to decide, she said. Ten minutes to curtain time, Mr. Barrymore, someone announced, knocking on the door. Ethel sprang to her feet. May we go out front now, she asked. I like to watch the people in the audience before the play begins. 
She threw back her head and lifted her hand to her eyes, as if looking through opera glasses. All right, said Mama. I'll ask the usher to show you to your seats. Papa blew the children a kiss. I hope you enjoyed the performance, he called. A few minutes later, Ethel and Lionel sat in their seats waiting for the play to begin. Isn't it fun to be so close, Ethel whispered. I'd rather sit in there, said Lionel, pointing at the prompter's booth. That's almost like being right on the stage. Ethel nodded. I wonder if the prompter is in there yet, she whispered excitedly. A gray-haired lady next to Ethel leaned over. Do you children come to the theater often? She asked, fluttering her fan. Yes, our father is Romeo, Ethel said proudly. Our mother's an actress too. We're on tour with them. How nice, the lady turned to tell the man next to her. Psst, Miss Ethel, Master Lionel. It was the usher in the aisle. He motioned for the children to join him. They jumped up and scrambled past the other people in the row. Were we too noisy? Ethel asked. No, said the usher, smiling. Your father wants to see you backstage a minute. It's almost time for the play to begin. Not for a while, the curtain's being held until a very important person arrives. Who? the children asked together. You'll see, the usher said. That's why your father wants to speak to you. Papa was in the wings, talking to a man who was wearing a regular suit instead of a costume. Ethel smiled a little. Her father had on his short Romeo suit, the one that always reminded her of Baby John's rompers. Oh, there you are, children, said Mr. Barrymore. Ethel, Lionel, this is Mr. Jackson, the manager of the theater. He has something very important to ask you. How do you do? said Mr. Jackson, his gray eyes twinkling. I must ask you a favor. We've just received word that the president and his sister are coming to see the play tonight. Lionel gulped. You mean the president of the United States? he asked. The manager nodded. There isn't an empty seat in the theater. Will you give up yours? Gosh, Lionel exclaimed. Sure! Ethel nodded agreement. But, but where will we sit? She asked softly. I know, said Lionel. We can sit in the prompter's booth. Well, I don't know, said Mr. Jackson. Prompter's booth is very small. We don't take up much room, said Ethel. We'd be ever so quiet. Mr. Jackson turned to Papa. What do you think about it, Maurice? Papa put one hand on Lionel's shoulder, the other on Ethel's. Will you promise that you'll be extra good? He asked. Children nodded solemnly. No shenanigans, Lionel? Not one, Lionel said. Well, all right. Since this is your last night on tour, Zow! Lionel cried. Now we really have the best seats in the theater. Our seats are even better than the president's. Ethel exclaimed. Oh, Papa, I wish we could be on tour forever. The usher took the children out front. They scooted through the orchestra pit, down the steps, and into the prompter's booth. Gosh, it is small in here, Lionel said, spreading his arms so he touched the walls. We'll hardly be able to move. I don't care, said Ethel. 
it does feel as if we're right on the stage. As the theater lights dimmed, thin man with a script under his arm came hurrying down the steps into the booth. You must be Ethel and Lionel. He turned on a tiny light. I'm Mr. Kaplan, the prompter. Your father told me you'd be watching the show from here. Yes, Lionel whispered. We gave our seats to the president. Good for you. I hope you don't mind sitting on the floor, though. There's no room for chairs in here. No, said Ethel. We don't mind at all. They plunked themselves down in a corner. Hail to the chief, someone in the audience shouted. Hurrah for President Arthur! He's here! The children scrambled to their knees and peeped around the side of the booth. Sure enough, though the theater was darkened, they could see President Arthur with his long sideburns and great mustache. That lady in the pink dress must be his sister, Lionel whispered. Ethel! Lionel! Pull in your heads, said Mr. Kaplan. The audience isn't supposed to know anyone's in here. Oh, we forgot. A hush fell over the theater. The curtains rose. The play began. Ethel and Lionel looked up at the stage. Holding my head back like this makes my neck tired, Lionel whispered. Shh, said Mr. Kaplan, not taking his eyes off the script. Ethel didn't mind craning her neck. Watching the play was great fun. It seemed like no time at all until the first act was over and the curtain came down. It's close in here, said Mr. Kaplan, as the audience started to applaud. I'm going outside for a breath of air. I'll be back after intermission. He turned off the light and hurried up the stairs. Ethel peeked around the side of the booth. The people in the audience were swarming about the president and his sister as they moved slowly up the aisle. Pull in your head, Lionel yawned, rubbing the back of his neck. Gosh, it's hot in here. I'm getting sleepy. Pooh, said Ethel. I'm not sleepy at all. Then her eyelids felt heavy too. She stretched out and leaned back against the wall. Soon both children were sound asleep. Thump. Ethel woke with a start. Papa was on the stage with Madame Mojeska. He'd just jumped off the wall. Intermission was over, but where was Mr. Kaplan? What light through yonder window breaks, Papa recited with a wave of his hand. It is the east, and Juliet is the sun. Ethel moved her lips, saying the words along with her father. Oh, that I were a glove. Papa hesitated. He looked down at the prompter's booth. He's forgotten the line, Ethel thought. Mr. Kaplan's not here to remind him. What will the president think? Upon that hand, Papa, she whispered. Upon that hand. Mr. Barrymore smiled. Upon that hand. He repeated and continued his speech. A moment later, Mr. Kaplan came hurrying up the stairs. He turned on the light, shuffled through his script, and found the place. When the play ended and the applause died down, the prompter patted Ethel on the head. 
I saw what happened, he said. There's such a crowd outside the theater waiting to see the president that I couldn't get back in time. How did you know that line, Ethel? I've seen Papa play Romeo millions of times. It's lucky you have such a good memory. Ethel smiled and woke up Lionel.